Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode with your favorite. Yeah, I'm just going to assume I'm your favorite coach. So with your favorite coach, Dr. Latifat, aka MoneyFitMD. For those that are joining us for the first time, this is where we talk all things money, mindset, and everything that you need to create a rich life. So as you know, I bring guests to this that are specifically curated for you guys. And all right, I'm just going to talk because as always, this is me hanging out with you guys, my favorite girlfriends slash boyfriends, and we're going to talk about some great stuff. And I have an amazing guest for you guys today. Um, I have known her for a couple of months now, although I had heard about her prior to that. She is fabulous. She's a woman physician. She's a that she is, uh, you know, medically certified and licensed to practice psychiatry and therapy. And she's also a certified life coach. So she's like a triple threat. Well, probably more than a triple because she's also a mom and has all this other stuff. So she's like, I don't know. You can figure out how many threats she is. But I'm going to say welcome, Dr. Kathleen Young. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't even know what to say about that introduction. Thank you so much. I'm very, very, very happy to be here. <clears throat> Thanks for being here. So we've been talking about doing this for a long time and we're like, let's do it. Let's do it. And today I was like, you know what? We are doing it. And before we play, play, we've been talking for about almost an hour already. So that's the problem. And that's why it's taking me so long to record her. But at some point I was like, you know what? I'm just going to press play and whatever we got, that's what we got. So guys, here's what we have. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Zero pressure. <laughs> We're just here to hang out by the fire with my coffee and maybe with your glass of wine. And for those of you that are driving, you do not want to drink wine while driving, of course, but you get to enjoy us and pretend that we're all sitting down around a fire, kicking it and having some great conversations on how to create a rich life. So let me tell you why I have Dr. Kathleen here. I'll just, you know, I'll just say Kathleen. Most of my audience is women physicians. So if you're not a physician, if you see her outside or clinically, she's definitely Dr. Young. But, you know, it's so easy. <laughs> Thank to you for Kathleen, that, because so. I feel like everyone calls me Kathleen and I've just given <laughs> I've just given up. I don't even correct anymore, but it's OK. Really? I still correct <laughs> people. I mean, my patients at work, I'm like, yeah, that's my first name. It's Dr. Ali Akintade. Straight yeah. face, you know, because, you know, that. I physicians right we see patients in the hospital and they're like oh I still haven't seen the doc because they cannot believe that in 2021 that a woman is a physician and they cannot believe that women of color black women are physicians so at work I have to clarify and state five billion times and let them know that indeed the person that just spoke with you for 40 minutes and listened to your heart, lungs, belly, told you the plan is really not the room cleaner. She's the physician that's going to do your procedure tomorrow. So, you know, we got to keep reminding people when we want to, when we have the energy to remind them. That yeah, is. I think that it used to bother me so much. Um, but as time has gone on, I've just decided I, I, I have too many other things to spend my energy on um, and fighting that battle wasn't one of them. But I also think for me, it's a little, there's a slightly different twist to it in the sense that there are a lot of therapists who are not like PhDs or MDs. And so they do go by their first name. And so I think there's a little bit of that in the, like out there in the world when people are seeing other therapists that go by their first name, which is appropriate, right? They don't go by doctor so-and-so if they're not a doctor that I think that there's this idea somehow that like everybody goes by their first name. So 
I, I think there's, I can tell when there are people who are doing it as in like a power struggle with me. And I can tell when there are people who are just sort of innocently doing it. And so I just move on. Most people call me Dr. Young too. That's the other thing. So it, I don't like, I decided that if the majority of people are doing it, it's fine. <laughs> That's my power to you. All power to you. I don't know. You know, it's, it's always interesting. It's, it always is. And sometimes you're like, you know what, do I even want to even have this conversation today? And other times you're like, yes, you know what? I do want to have this conversation mm-hmm. today because yes, I'm a physician, I'm a woman, I'm a black woman, Mm -hmm. and I am completely badass. Not because I'm perfect, but because I know exactly how I can help you feel better, Mm -hmm. at least while we help caring you or treating you or whatever the heck we want to do. But we are digressing. See, I told you we're just going (laughs) to chat. That's what we're doing. We're just going to chat. But, you know, our goal is to keep this less than three hours. No, I'm just joking. It's not going to be three hours. Oh, thanks for making me laugh. I love laughing and I love, I love laughing when I do podcasts because that's what I, I want my people to come here and know that being well, being rich, having money doesn't have to be something serious in a suit with a tie and, you know, look formal and speaks monotone. Like this is what we want our kids to see. We want them to see that money looks different. There's diversity in money. There's diversity in what talks about money, how we look. And so for me, just being here in this money space with this different approach that I use for money, because I think of money from a sort of like from an overall financial wellness, financial wellness, having cash and being well, because I don't want you to have cash and like, you know, be crappy, crumb, you know, live a crappy life and like, well, at least I have money. No, I want you to have money and feel rich and feel wealthy and go like, life is good. I can make an impact. I can enjoy life. I can build a legacy and I have choices. So anyways, bringing all this energy is exactly what we're doing in this space. So welcome here. All right, let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. So here's the deal. We're talking about what I'm calling mental wealth today. And the reason why is when a lot of us talk about money, we talk about, okay, what we're earning from clinical income. That's what people talk about the most. But a lot of my education and what I teach my clients in my money school is the fact that we need to think outside of the box. We need to think broader when it comes to our income. It's not just about our clinical income. It's also about what we're making when we sleep. The money that's coming in from our investments, from our stocks, from our diverse investment, from real estate, which is a huge vehicle that I that I advocate for, for women physicians. However, we also have to talk about the cost because overall your cash flow matters, what's coming in and what's going out. And our mental health affects what comes in and also affects what goes out, right? Because ultimately when we're doing things like earning income, when we're talking about negotiating your salary, when we're talking about being able to like withstand the stock market and not, you know, withdraw your money when it looks like the market is deep in, when it comes to like negotiating for real estate investment, all of that has, our mental health has an impact on all that. And then when we also talk about things like spending, we know that when we're not well, whether that is, you know, you're overworking, whether you're burnt out, Anything that causes you to feel disempowered, whether it's a diagnosis of a psychiatric illness, all that affects your spending, right? You can overspend, you can underspend, you can overbike and hoard, you can have constipation, diarrhea when it comes to your money and all this stuff. So 
I believe that when we're talking about money and we're not talking about our mental health, we are doing, I would be doing my audience and my clients a disservice if I didn't bring someone as awesome as you, Dr. Young, to the oh. stage. So. Okay. So what do you <laughs> want to know? Cause I totally agree with you. And I think that people, I mean, I guess not even people, doctors, that's who we're talking to. I think as doctors, we're just so willing to just keep going, which is such a useful trait in a lot of ways. I mean, I think it's what gets us where we want to be. It's what gets us to a certain end point, but it's also like, it's like our blessing and our curse, our little Achilles heels. And, um, and because we're so willing to keep going, like when we're sick to keep working and when we're mentally sick to keep working, we often don't even realize, like, I think sometimes I don't even realize how stressed out I am until like, I really hit a wall because, um, I'm so used to just going, you know, when somebody was like, I have a hard time with like seeing 10 people a week. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, what does that even mean? And I'm not trying to be critical because I get it. But I think I'm just so used to being like, well, I'll just squeeze one more person in. I'll just do this thing. And then we give and we give and we give and we don't take care of our mental health um, until it's too late. I also agree, like, you know, not addressing the things going on in your life and just keep, you know, just to keep going um, also makes a big difference. And you know, when I was in a really unhappy relationship slash marriage that's now over, um, I think, you know, my mental health was really like not where it should be. And I found that like, once I kind of worked through that and got to the other side, like my practice is thriving. Like, it's almost like I've drawn people to me in a way that I couldn't before. And my life is, you know, in so is, is more rich, richer. Is it richer or more rich? I don't know. Richer, I think. Well, whatever. <laughs> I, use, I, use, I make up it's words all so, Right. In so many ways, because I feel better because my mental health is better. And I think that, you know, it's allowed me to bring in patients or money or whatever, because I'm able to like draw that to me by being well. So. Absolutely. And I love that. And I think the key is, and when we talk about money, the way that I teach it, it's learning to be less dependent on the external, mm-hmm. right? Learning to be less dependent on the external, meaning if you think about why people spend, a lot of times we spend to feel better. We spend because of something that we want to feel from it. And if we were able to feel better without depending on that external thing to make us feel better, you can see how that can actually decrease the amount of money that you spend. Mm -hmm. And you can see how if you're less dependent on the external, when the market is fluctuating, you're less likely to want to like withdraw your money and run because you're like freaking out from all that stuff happening. But I know that there, it's a little more complicated than that because it's the idea of wellness requires different things. Right. And, you know, I'm glad you're here because we can talk about things like coaching, therapy, psychiatrists. And there's always a question of which one of this do I need to be well? Because I think about it as like three circles where coaching is like the lowest hanging and then therapy and then a psychiatrist. And sometimes it's like a combination of all those stuff together. But it's it's because you also brought up the experience that you had from your personal story as well. And we all need different things to be well. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think that's always a good question. Like what, and people ask it to me all the time. I think, um, 
And I also think with coaching, sometimes I don't really understand how it's different than therapy. I think for like stuff like money coaching, I mean, it's kind of obvious how it's different than therapy, but like other types of general life coaching or general niches, it's a little bit more confusing for people. And I think that um, if you don't know what you need to be well, it's just like, try something. It's like, as with anything, you know, we I think particularly doctors or physicians, we kind of, we want to know like, what's the right thing? What's the thing that we need? And then we kind of spin just doing nothing because we're trying to figure out the right thing. And it's like, just pick something. And if it doesn't work, then pick something else. And it's, I think it's like, it's just that really as a starting point. Like if you really don't know what you need, then start somewhere and then it'll become clearer what you need over time is my experience. And, you know, I mean, there are some nuances. Um, first of all, the, the field of therapy is so broad that there's so many different types of therapy that like there's certain types of therapy that are very similar to coaching. So it's, it's hard to say for sure you need one or the other. I think it's really like, as with, with therapy, there's so many different therapies that can help. Um, it's just pick one and pick the one that works for you. Find the one that works for you. Not every type of therapy works for every person. And so pick something. <laughs> that's, that's what I'll say. Just pick something. And then, you know, I think as far as how do you know if you need a psychiatrist? I mean, I think that that's where you're going to get the broadest evaluation. Um, if you're concerned that you might be depressed or anxious or something else bigger is going on, I think that's always a good time to see a psychiatrist. I think we have training that allows us to do a broader evaluation and diagnosis. And so, you know, I am biased, but I think that if you don't know what's going on, it's always good to go to a psychiatrist and get some recommendations from there. And that doesn't automatically mean you're going on medication. Cause I think that's what people worry about is if I go to a psychiatrist, I'm like, I'm just deciding in advance I'm going on medication and that's so not true. And I wish that weren't what is out there. And also there's nothing wrong with going on medication, but that's a different podcast. So I agree. And I love, I mean, there's so many, I mean, y'all, I brought her here for a reason. This is amazing. Right. But there's so much gold. I almost want to like take a pen and like write so many things that you're writing down. But so a couple of things that I want to point out is I love the fact that you said pick one and start because the, we talk about scarcity mindset and that actually is a little bit of scarcity mindset sneaking in when people think that I would not, it's almost like you think there's a finite amount of time. Like I'm not going to have time to explore these other options. Like I have to have one good option only, but maybe the goal is to start from somewhere see how you do with that. And then it's like an experiment. I'm going to try this for a couple of months, right? If it doesn't help me at all, I know that I need to try something else. Or if it helps me, then I mean, it's to supplement it with something else. Cause I mean, it's like eating, right? We eat water, we eat food, we don't eat water, we eat food and we drink water. And sometimes we need, so as humans, we need a combination of things to be well. It's not like one or the other, but thinking that, you have to have it right and perfect from the start. There's only one thing. There's only one thing. I want this one thing to fix it all is actually a form of scarcity mindset that's like sneaking in without you knowing it. So that's one thing that I wanted to point out that you mentioned. And I love that. And I also love that you said, assuming that I'm going to a psychiatrist 
And that means I'm one, there's nothing wrong with medication. You need to do whatever you need to do to be well. That's important, right? Because there's a cost to you not being well. It's financial and non-financial as well. Especially, you know, with the COVID, right? It's been such a huge stressor for even physicians that didn't have underlying diagnosis of mental health disorder in the past. We have a new classification with COVID that we, it's like worse than burnout. It's, you know, so physician suicide is a huge deal. It's a real deal that, you know, when you can share some information on how people can get help, um, we can include, well, we'll include that in the notes as well, because I want to make sure that whatever you need, you get access to what you need because your life matters, money or not, your life matters, your wellness matters. But the key is a psychiatrist is trained with the broadest, the best, <laughs> the most resourceful thing ever. And seeing a psychiatrist doesn't mean that you're not going to need a different therapist because we know that psychiatrists also provide therapy um, and doesn't mean that you may not benefit from coaching. And in fact, I do remember uh, I've worked with clients with coaching because my money coaching needs money and we make sure that you create a rich life as well. And I remember working with someone specific and I did tell her that I thought she needed to reach out to her doctor to make sure she was evaluated to see if she needed to see a therapist and or, or a psychiatrist because it's hard for you to figure out money if you're mentally struggling hundred in addition to that. A hundred percent. And I will, I really love that you pointed out it's scarcity because yes, I mean, what's the problem with having both? That's the other thing that so many of us do. We just deny ourselves certain things. It's like, we'll just go without. And I, I'm guilty of that. I was very much raised by someone (laughs) who believes in going without or not spending the money. And I think that, so I am like that. It's like, well, I don't want to do this thing because what if I need that thing? And then I have to spend the money on both. And the reality is just have both. Like there's nothing that says that you can't have both a coach and a therapist. And there are some like, you know, I I said this on another podcast, but there are, you know, I've worked with a couple of like um, higher level care um, programs, you know, like residential programs or um, intensive outpatient programs where they do give people both. You have a therapist and you have a coach because you people need both. There's nothing wrong with having both. So you're not going to go wrong. Just start somewhere, pick something, and maybe you'll end up with two things or three and that's okay. It's all okay. The thing is people will say, well, it's going to cost money. And yes, it's going to cost money. And as your coach, I'm here to tell you that that brings up another scarcity because part of why exactly do we want money? And I am going to, if you're, I think I'm going to be releasing this episode before I talk about, before I release the episode that I'm calling like the retirement fallacy. People think that the goal of money is only so that you can have money for retirement. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I want to have $3 million by the time I'm 65. I want to have whatever amount of money by the time I'm this specific age. However, I want you to have that And I want you to be well now. So part of why I advocate and I love doing what I do with hardworking, disempowered women physicians is that I want you to have the money so that you can be well. So if you're listening to this and I'm like, well, if I have a coach, 
and a psychiatrist and a therapist, that is money. Yes, it is money. And that's the exact reason why you have money is so that <laughs> you can do well for yourself today and tomorrow so that you can have the clarity of mind and clarity of time and clarity of health to enjoy the gift of life that we have today and tomorrow. And so that you can have the clarity to make an impact. You can have the clarity to build your legacy. Because when we think about a lot of the examples of negative examples of wealth, these are people that are either not mentally well or their money mindset and their psychology when it comes to money is truly lacking. So we bring all those tools with Money Fit MD. I bring all those tools to you because I want you to have money in that retirement, quote unquote, and I'm saying that intentionally for the future, but I also want you to have the money now to be well. So yes, if you need a therapist, you need a therapist. You need a coach, you need a psychiatrist, mm -hmm. plus or minus a combination of all of that. And if like, but money, then maybe you need to talk to me. Maybe you need to check out my money school <laughs> so we can make sure we teach you exactly how to have money because you deserve it. Your health deserves it. Your current, your family, your community deserves the gift that it's all of you in the full extent of your being. Not you half ass in life, not you partially well, but you completely well because yes, you are a gift to the world whether you realize it yet or not. And the world is waiting for you to get into the full extent of you so that we can see your mark in your home, in your hospital, in your community, in this world. And that's what this is about. All right, yeah. I'm going to get up my No, my... but I, that's so true. And I mean, for those of you listening, I have lived this and it's like, and I have patients who live like this. It's like, I've got to save, I've got to save, I've got to save. And it's like, we work so hard to get where we are. And then we work so hard in our jobs. Like, you know, we spend all these years like being poor. I shouldn't say that. Not making as much money as we would like mm -hmm. to make. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we get to this end point being an attending or whatever you want to call it. And, um, and you still, and you are making more money and we're not enjoying it. And it's kind of like, I, I just got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't work all these hours and then like hate my life. And that is just not worth it so that I can be happy in retirement. I mean, the reality is I may not even ever get to retirement, which, you know, is not likely, but it could happen. And I think I read somewhere re once recently that we're saving too much money for retirement anyway. Like, you know, so like how much money do you actually need? And are you going to look back on your life and be like, well, thank goodness I was miserable and I never spent any money on myself and all of that. So now I have money in retirement. I don't think so. I don't think so. And if you think that you're going to get to retirement and then you just relax, you probably won't. If you live like this, you probably won't ever retire, first of all, um, because it all comes out of scarcity and money fear. So you won't retire. You're going to work till you're like 80 years old. And then you're going to look back on your life and be like, oh, I think the thing you're going to say is I should have enjoyed my life more. It's not that I should have like, I'm glad, so glad all I did was work and was miserable and saved enough so that I could be in retirement. So enjoy your life. That's all. Okay. We can end it now. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy, your life. enjoy your life. So here you heard it from the Dr. Kathleen Young, MD. Enjoy your life. <laughs> Don't just make it like I'm going to spit out your water. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. 
<laughs> no choking. No choking. No aspiration on this show. All right? That's the bottom line. No aspiration on this show. But the bottom line is we want you to enjoy your life. We want you to enjoy your future. We want you to enjoy your retirement. And for those that are not for those that are listening and not watching, Dr. Kathleen is here trying to chase her son of this guy. <laughs> I know he oh just walked goodness. in the room with a guitar. I'm like, this is not okay. Oh my goodness. Story. Gotta love kids. I know. God, by the way, I'm not editing this. I'm not gonna edit this out. I <laughs> do very, fine. very minimal editing. I love it when our kids come into our space. Because that's the other, I mean, I can literally get on that, like, soap up or whatever, whatever they're called, right? Soap, soap box or whatever. <laughs> soap opera. I can get on that soap opera for a while. <laughs> but our kids are part of our rich life, right? They may burn cash from childcare and all this other stuff. But, you know, literally like- our kids are all part of our life. And Dr. Kathleen Young just went off camera to chase her kid. <laughs> I love it. And in fact, when I coach in my money school, there are times when we have kids like crash the show. And I'm completely good with that. I mean, we don't want it to take away from the other audience, but the bottom line is this is our life. This is, we wanna normalize the fact that mothers can build businesses. Mothers can have wealth. Mothers can take vacation. Mothers can take a breather. Mothers can, and we want our kids to, see that as the norm where their parents were having meetings, like board meetings. We don't want to shoot them in the back when the only definition of success to see looks one way, talks one way, breathes one way, and is completely sterile. So anyways, that's that. I'm gonna get off that soap opera. It's what I'm calling it from now on. <laughs> but the bottom line is we want you to live well. We want you to have wealth. We want you to, we can eat your cake and have it. And if there's anything at all that I talk about on this platform, it's the power of and. You can retire well and you can live well. And if part of living well is spending money on your mental health, that is so key. I will tell you that the times that I've spent the most, invested the most cash on my mental health as completely correlated with the times that I've gotten the highest growth in my net worth. Yeah. So when I call this mental wealth, I'm saying that intentionally. Your investment in your health, your investment in your brain, your investment in your mental health is not a waste of money. It is an investment in yourself that builds wealth. And if you need to listen to that 10 billion times, I'm going to say it over and over again. Your mental wealth your mental health is your mental wealth. And that's what this is about. So when people, you know, in my program, I talk about that too, your mental health. I just, we have to be well. I don't care how much cash you have. If you're not well, the cash is useless. Mm-hmm. If you're not well, you cannot save money. If you're not well, you're not going to spend money. You're not going to invest. You're not going to grow well. You're not going to live life optimally. And you're taken away, not just from yourself, but all of us that are waiting for you to be the best version of yourself, whatever that means to you. Yeah. And I also think that um, you just said it, but I'll say it again because it's super important to drive home is that if your mental health is not well or you're not well emotionally, mentally, you're not going to be able to uh, like, you're not going to be able to like live up to your full potential. You're not going to be able to unlock that full potential where you are going to be able to make more money. And I believe that 
a hundred percent is that you really, and it doesn't even about making more money. I mean, we're on a money podcast, so I'm saying that, but it's about making more money too. Right. But in general, like, I mean, it is making money, you know, for a lot of people, but in general, just unlocking your full potential, whether that means making more money, whether it means living a richer life in other ways, you just can't do that when your mind isn't right. So get your mind right. Get your mind right. Get your mind right. Get your money right. That's what we're saying today. Yeah, get that is what we're right. saying get because right. like, you're not going to be able to access that. You're not going to be, be able to be fully, pretend, uh, fully available, like, you know, functioning up at your highest as your highest self. And that's where you're going to be doing all of these other things to grow your wealth. So, so I'm not, I'm not going to invite Dr. Young here anymore. And I'll tell you why, because she just told my audience not to get money. And I'm just joking. No, I didn't. (laughs) I just said like, it's not, you're not going to live up to your full potential, whatever that is. Like for most people listening to that, it is making money, (laughs) but (laughs) I mean, that's for me too, but I think what comes with that, it's like whatever you want to do, because there's some people listening to this who also want to just do something bigger. And it's hard to when you're like feeling like you're working all the time just to make enough money and that you can't deviate from that. And that that is a money mindset thing as well, where you can't go out and do these bigger things. You can't have more in your life um, if you're not if you're not free emotionally. Hundred, a hundred percent. And I was joking when I said I wasn't going to let you back my podcast. One of the things I've been trying to help women physicians unlearn is a lot of times, you know, we think about doing good, and it's a result of growing up in this environment that we're in, but also the result of being in medicine where money is a taboo. So we expect and want people to do good, and that's it, right? So when I think about the most humanitarian of physicians the best teachers, the best researchers, those are the people that I even want more so to have money because I want us to be an example of, I can give to the world, I can make crazy impact and have money, right? Because I see a lot of physicians are like, well, I'm not making money, but at least I'm doing good. I want you to do good and make money. And all that is definitely intertwined with your mental health, because that is your mental wealth. And that's your physical wealth too, because those are important. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Let okay. me ask you, in your, I know that you see patients clinically in your psychiatric practice, and you also help parents in your co- specifically in your coaching practice. Can you mm-hmm. tell me a little, because I think it's so intriguing. Okay. So I, um, yeah, so I'm a, child and adolescent and adult psychiatrist. I'm getting, I'm moving away from the child parts so much more adolescents and adult and young adults, but anyway, whatever I see, I have a private practice, um, where I do like medication and therapy and some combination of both. And then I have a coaching practice now where I coach parents of adolescents with mental health issues, but it's really, it's really kids of all ages, like whatever kid, whatever age your kid is, whether it's 30 or, you know, 10 or five. So kids of all ages are the same issues. People get very hung up on like, well, what are the other parents? Like, do they, cause I have a group and they're like, do they have teenagers? Do they have this? And it really doesn't matter. Cause the issues are the same. It's just your kids are experiencing different things, but the the core issues are the same and there's a lot to learn from each other. But um, so I coach parents who um, 
have kids with mental health issues. And I've always wanted to do this because I think that parents, it's the same thing as what we're talking about. You know, they put all this time and energy and money into getting their kids treatment and, and supporting their kids and they're not well supported. And it makes it so hard and they don't see that like so being well supported is so important. It's that. And also, you know, it's a journey. Like once, you know, you know, unfortunately kids who have have struggled with their mental health, they kind of struggle with their mental health and it's up and down and it's a journey for them and it's a journey for the parents. And sometimes they can accept it right away and get on board. And sometimes they can't, and sometimes they go in and out of that and they have a lot of stuff that they're going through. And so I like to provide, I like to bring the parents together because there's so much stigma and shame in mental health. And also like where I am, I'm, I'm in New York um, or outside of New York, the, you know, everybody's kind of type a high functioning, high achieving, wealthy people that when they have a kid that's not doing well, they feel a lot of shame and they kind of hide it or, you know, people around, um, the parents will say, you know, like what's I, like, they may not say it, but they think it like, what's wrong with you that you can't just like do something different and get your kid on board. So there's a lot of shame that can come. And so I like to have a group where parents um, can be with other parents and they don't have to hide. They don't have to like pretend that everything's fine or they don't have to lie about what's really going on with their kids or, you know, where they can just kind of come and relax and take a breath and talk to other parents about, you know, there's challenges, there's struggles, um, the stuff that, that they're doing well, the stuff that they're not doing well, the stuff that they're exasperated about, the stuff that they don't like about their kids, the stuff that they like about their kids, the things that are hard, you know, like, you know, I've had parents who, you know, have a really hard time dealing with the fact that their kids are not, um, going to be as high functioning as them. And that's really hard. And they want to be loving and accepting, but in the back of their mind, they're not. And it's a very hard place to be. And so I like to have that place, um, that kind of a community. And, you know, I really wanted to create a place to provide the, that like relief for parents. It's like a relief to be somewhere where people understand you. I like to help them find peace because they do feel like there's a lot of ups and downs and it's, and their emotions are up and down and give them support. So really, I like to focus on that relief, finding peace and finding the support that you need in order to be like, to show up as the best parent you can for these kids and for yourself. So that's I what that I do so much. Cause I think it's so important because like you said, as parents, we give, go, give, go, give, go. Right. And mm-hmm. you can't give from an empty container. Mm-hmm. And there are times when, you should give and there are times when you should receive. And I love that you create in that space for parents of kids that have those, that have those special needs mm-hmm. and being able to just create the community, provide the coaching tools and empower them to be their best self so that they can, in essence, feed into the next generation. I mean, that is essentially what legacy yes. is and that's how we impact the future. So thanks for doing that super important job. It's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. It's like my favorite part of the week. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And it's it's not for physicians specifically. It's for any 
Mm-hmm. I mean, who are your people? Is it women only? Men? No, I actually, it's for any parents. And so, you know, there's some people who kind of come by themselves um, and they may have a spouse or not. And that person doesn't join. And then there's people who come together, like parents who come together. Um, so it's really, I think for, I think for a lot of people, it's been a nice way to engage their spouse because um, typically, you know, all the appointments and the coordination and all that fa- falls on the shoulders of one parent. It's often the mom, but um, I don't, you know, I'm sure there are situations where it's the dad too, but typically it's the mom. And so I think that that feels like a way to get their spouse on board and like really participate in this and that they are kind of learning together. And that's been nice for them. And how long is that program? Is it a longitudinal program you run yeah. or is it a specific timeline? To it? It's an ongoing program. So I, um, so you can really join at any time. What I do require is that you make a three month commitment up front. Um, and then after that, you can stay as long as you want. And, you know, the, most of the people who are in the group right now have been there for almost a year at this point. And so they're like, they keep coming back. And I think they keep coming back for each other and for me. Um, but I think for each other, I think they feel very connected to each other. They want to hear the updates. They want to know what's been going on. And the group at this point is small enough that they still have a community. And that's been really important to me. So, you know, as the group grows, I got to, I'm going to have to do more thinking on how I continue to foster that piece of it. But yeah, I ask people to join for three months up front because I think it takes at least three months to really start to get the, some of the, you know, the coaching concepts and to, to apply it. And I think it also, it it prevents, um, that sort of revolving door feel like, you know, these parents are there talking about some really vulnerable stuff, sometimes, you know, sensitive information. And I think that they're much more willing to share when they know people are going to be there and like are committed to it and not like they're going to be there one time and then leave. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. And as you're talking, and I'm, you know, you and I could talk all day, literally, mm-hmm. um, shame comes to mind because mm-hmm. there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of judgment and we judge ourselves because mm-hmm. we think people are judging us and maybe people are judging us, but you know, who cares? The bottom line is we judge ourselves and we reflect that onto ourselves and that makes it even harder. And I think that it's really powerful because your group from what you, from what I know, and from what you describe, and it's not just like a support group only, it's letting people support them. So it's like creating a micro environment of the world out there. So you can still be judged, you can still be shamed. And then you're learning the coaching tools on how to thrive and grow in that same area. And I, I think it's so powerful that it's a group format, because you can now take that micro learning from learning to you know, sort of like be well internally and externally, and then I'll take that into the outside world and less internalization of the guilt, the shame, the, you know, and all those yes. other baggage that comes with, uh, with uh, having family members with mental health. Yes. Yes. And so that's the really, the most important thing is to like release the shame so that they don't have to carry it all the time and hide. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. I mean, I know so many women physicians that would benefit from what you do. Yeah. Um, I mean, people will like well, some of the parents will say, you know, like if you're if their kid had a, a medical issue, like a physical issue, you know, there's all this outpouring of support and, you know, whatever. But like when your kid has a psychiatric issue, there isn't. It's always like, well, 
you could be doing this. And even like sometimes the school system, you know, if your kid isn't getting to school, they immediately like come to the parents, like get your kid to school. And it's kind of like, if I could get my kid to school, I mean, who wouldn't get their kid to school? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who who really wants their kid? I shouldn't say it like that. I'm like, who wouldn't want their kid to get to school? (laughs) No one who wants their kids to just sit home all day, especially if you have to work. I mean, it's not like that's our choice. So yes. yeah, I know, there I is know this idea that like, if there's a, an emotional issue that the parents should be able to solve it. But if your kid had cancer, they wouldn't look at you like, well, why aren't you like giving them whatever they need? You, they would know that it's a process, but when there's an emotional or behavioral issue, like people, you know, we've been in the, you, we've all been there. You're in the store and the kids having the tantrum and you're kind of like, Hmm. And you, <laughs> you kind of walk. I don't do that as much as I used to, but <laughs> but that's really what it is. And I think that that's part of what kind of leads to people just holding it in and not talking about it. So if there's someone listening right now that's like, yeah, I would completely, totally benefit from this. Uh, they want to learn more about what you do. They want to learn about how they can get that kind of help because again, your mental health is your mental wealth and your physical wealth. So how can they find you? Where are you hiding these days, dear Dr. <laughs> Young? <laughs> I mean, you can find me on social. So at both on Facebook and Instagram, I am at Dr. Kathleen Young dot coaching. So very easy, Dr. Kathleen with a K, Young dot coaching. Um, and that's young. Y-O-U-N-G. I was going to say that's young Y O U N G. It's so funny that people are always like, how do you, when I'm like, it's Kathleen young, they're like, how do you spell that? I'm like, like it's spelled. <laughs> I'm like, the opposite they're like, are you more intricate than young? You're like, I'm just young. young I just think if there's like some way I'm like, Y O U N G. And they're like, Oh, <laughs> that I'm I've like, seen X I O N G. I think pronounced as young. And, or J-U-N-G or I yes, understand. Exactly, so I, exactly. We I'm digress. Like, right. So you find <laughs> me that way or you could, I have a website and that is probably more complicated, but it's kyoungmdcoaching.com. So, um, or you could just Google it. <laughs> and I'll put all this information in the notes too. So people can find you easily because again, sometimes it's hard for people to take that first step. Sometimes yeah. it's hard for people to actually come out of their shame and come out of where they've been hiding for years and say yes. So I want to make sure that if there's ever a guest that I've wanted you to connect with, if there's ever a guest that I want you to be super easy for you to connect with, it's Dr. Young. And so I'm going to make sure I include all of our information. And I'm not sure when this podcast is going to be going live. Um, it's some, sometime in August is what I believe. And so if you're listening to this episode, just be aware that our eight weeks money school is starting soon. It's starting in September. I'm so excited. And the reason why I'm excited is this. I was telling Dr. Young before that I, my, I love women physicians because I think we're the ish because I mean, we, not because we're the only ish, but I think that women in general are that, but we went into medicine to help people we went into medicine to do good. And sometime between when we wrote our personal statement and 2021, we find ourselves disempowered by the system 
in general, by the hospital systems, by the insurance system, and sometimes by patients too, and also by ourselves and how we process all that information. And so my goal with my money program is to help women physicians, hardworking women physicians that have been felt disempowered in any way, meaning that they could also just be disempowered because they don't believe that they can manage their money themselves and think they have to rely on someone else, or they cannot afford to get their mental health taken care of, they cannot afford to enjoy vacation, choose how they want to spend their life, choose how they want to spend their time. What I do is help you get the tools and become financially independent so that you can be this empowered badass that you were meant to be and can create the exact life that you want so that you can live life on your terms, can practice medicine on your terms, and we can impact the next generation. Because my hope is that you will be well, that I will be well, and we will just have this, this pipeline and this domino effect of wellness that starts from the inside out. So if that's you, make sure you check out the program. I think, um, I don't even know the website, but the, <laughs> check my website, moneyfitmd.com. That's my website. But I'll you know put the waitlist information on the link as well so that you can join us if that's something that speaks to you. Kathleen, oh. Dr. Young with the Y. That was thank so fun. Thank you so much. That was so fun. Thank you for making it fun. That's the spirit of this podcast. Thank you for bringing such juicy information to our people. Thanks for addressing so many important key points, scarcity mindset, seeking help, starting from somewhere, wherever you are, start, just pick one, start, start. And don't let money be the reason why you're not well. If money is an issue, that's why I'm here. Holler, we got you. All right. I love it. Yes, Thank she's the best. Thank you so very much. She's the best. Sign Young up. He's the best as well. Sign <laughs> let's, get, let's get you well from the Sign up for it all. No, I'm just kidding. For it all. Wait, I want to make sure you have money for it all, whatever that means. And retire, whatever that means to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to stop recording so we don't keep going. It's okay. been so much fun. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. All right, bye everyone. It's bye. that time of the year again. And the doors for the eight weeks money school for badass women physicians is open up for the fall court. Listen, you don't want to miss the time because we only run this thing two to three times a year. And it's the last time we're offering it for the year 2021. So be sure to check it out. Get yourself on the wait list so that you don't miss the short window of opportunity to learn how to be a true money badass and transform your finances from the inside out. Check out moneyfeedmd.com forward slash waitlist to get on the waitlist so you can be the first to get the dibs when the doors open. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.